What is up, cybersecurity and cryptocurrency lovers? Hope everybody's having a great day. It's nice and crappy weather here in Dallas, Texas. Today is Wednesday, April 24th of 2019, and this is episode 69 of our podcast. I'm your host, Eric English. Also want to say, starting out on these podcasts now, that all the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely my opinions and do not reflect the opinions of my employer. All right, so with all the formalities out of the way, uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter too, by the way, I'm at CyberCryptoGuy. At CyberCryptoGuy on Twitter. So hit me up on there. I retweet a bunch of the stuff that we talk about here on the show. So today, going to talk about lots of different fun stuff. And we're going to kind of hone in on one specific topic. But we're going to talk about Brave, the browser. Also going to talk a little bit about Samsung and what they're doing with crypto stuff. We'll talk a little bit about the Bitcoin prices and what the predictions are with that going to talk about some business email compromises and bodybuilding.com. And the last thing that I really wanted to hone in on is stealing of private keys or weak private keys. So that one's a big a big one on my list there. So we'll, we'll hone in on that one as we get further down the podcast here, but I want to start off with some of the other cool news. So if you're not already using Brave, the browser... Now would be a great time to get on the bandwagon. They recently rolled out its own ads, and they pay you in bat token to watch Brave ads. So they have several ad companies that have paid Brave to show their ads, and Brave pays you in bat token. So kind of cool. You get paid to surf the web and watch various advertisements and uh, supposedly they're privacy-focused advertisements. You know, you're not being targeted with anything. You're not having your data mined like a Facebook or Google would do and then targeting ads at you. These are just general advertisements. But I thought that was really cool. So if you you can go to brave.com, download the browser, and once you do get it installed, up at the top, there's a little triangle, like a red and orange triangle, and you click on that, and that's the bat token symbol, essentially. And then once you click on that, you can tell it that you want to sign up for the Brave rewards, and away you go. So that's really cool. Brave the browser has been very awesome for blocking ads, helping you stay secure online, blocking pop-ups, blocking scripts and cookies and trackers and all that fun stuff. And so now they're integrating some crypto into their browser. The bat tokens have been in there for a while now, and you could have, you know, spent them and tipped various sites and whatnot. But now they're actually allowing people to earn those bat tokens for watching advertisements. So pretty cool stuff there. But there's just one more integration of cybersecurity and crypto. So pretty cool stuff there from Brave. So go check them out if you haven't already. I'd highly recommend using their browser. The browser is based on Chromium. So it's like running Google Chrome, but it's much more privacy focused. All right, some other cybersecurity news here. The FBI came out and said that U.S. companies lost $1.3 billion in 2018 due to business email compromises. Wow, that's a lot of money. I can only imagine how rich these hackers are nowadays 
I mean, this is this is crazy money. $1.3 billion. Whoa! I, I would think, you know, a couple hundred mil, but man, they're $1.3 billion. That's just insane money. And it's all due to these business email compromises. And this is where it gets really scary. Most companies are too afraid to implement two-factor authentication where you have to have a password and you have to have a you know, biometric, for example, to then allow you to log in. Two different factors. So most companies don't want to make it hard on the employees and they think it's a convenience thing and you know we don't want to upset anybody and all that good stuff. But you look at this number here. <laughs> $1.3 billion that was lost because of these business email compromises. I would hope that executives all around in any business would get on board with multi-factor authentication, especially since a lot of the email platforms are in the cloud. A lot of folks use Gmail. A lot of folks use Office 365. All those services are in the cloud, and hackers can just have a field day and just keep trying and trying and trying until they finally get in. And you just kind of have to rely on Microsoft or Google to hopefully block some of that stuff. But if they don't, they're just going to keep hacking away until they eventually get into one of your accounts. They're doing a lot of password spray attacks where they take millions and millions of passwords that have been leaked over the last you know, five years or whatever, and they're plugging that in with an email address or two, or maybe 20 email addresses, and firing it off at Office 365 and at Gmail. So if if you're a cybersecurity expert and you're trying to push multi-factor, this is a great article to show to the executives. Just say, hey, the FBI issued this uh, report about business email compromises. I think you all should check it out. And hopefully people get on the bandwagon. Google said that they eradicated all of their business email compromise scams because they started using YubiKeys. YubiKeys are like a, a hardware token you plug into the USB port on your computer, and away you go. Then you can finish logging in. So that really is the only way. So you got to have something you know and something you have or something you are. Those are the three factors, but typically it's something you know, which would be your password, and then something you have, which would be a physical token, or, you know, your cell phone. If you get a push notification to your phone, that would be something that you have. Something that you are would be biometrics. So anyway, you can institute various forms of that, but it needs to be at least two. That way, even if a hacker has somebody's password, they would not be able to log in because they don't have the biometrics or they don't have that token. So anyway, great for anybody that's trying to push multi-factor out there. So I'll post this in the show notes here. All right, some other cybersecurity news here. Bodybuilding.com. Guess what? They got hacked. They issued a password reset for all their users. And apparently they got hacked, of course, with... A phishing email. This is just crazy. There's so much of this. And it boggles my mind that email is still the biggest threat and we still can't secure it correctly. When somebody comes up with the solution to really, really secure email, somehow, whatever that solution is, they're going to be a rich person. So much of this stuff happens. And it's always with a phishing email. So... 
Uh, they're saying about 7 million users were affected by this breach, and they basically accessed uh, all their personal data of those registered users. Uh, they first noticed it in February of 2019, and the attack had actually been going on since July of 2018. So if you've ever bought any supplements or anything from bodybuilding.com, time to go change your password. So definitely scary stuff as far as that goes, but it all goes back to phishing emails. Uh, bodybuilding.com did come out and say that they're uh, introducing new security measures and blah, blah, blah. But it's already after the fact. It's too late. You're reactionary instead of being proactive to this kind of stuff. But two-factor could have prevented some of this phishing stuff, potentially. So, all in all, just uh, if you use bodybuilding.com, make sure you go change your password. Other stuff here, too, like about uh, Facebook, for example. You can log into various websites using your Facebook ID or your Gmail account so on and so forth. With all the Facebook hacks that have happened recently and passwords being stored in plain text, it's probably not very good to log in with Facebook on any of these sites, really. Bodybuilding.com was one that you could also do that on. So be very cautious with doing that because if somebody gets your Facebook password, then they can get into all those other systems that you were logging in with your Facebook account on. So... Set up two-factor on your Facebook, too. All right, some other news here in cryptocurrency. Samsung, they're, they're coming out hard on this uh, cryptocurrency stuff. They're going to issue their own Samsung coin. Uh, it's going to be on the Ethereum blockchain. It's actually going to be a token, excuse me. So I always go back to this one question. How many cryptocurrencies do we need do we really need another token? Do we really need another way to pay for things? We've already got, you know, I don't even know how many coins out there now. 10,000? Maybe more? Do we really need more? Anyway, Samsung is jumping in on the bandwagon. They're going to create their own, and they're going to run it on the public Ethereum blockchain. So pretty interesting stuff there. If you're a Samsung fan, you can check that out. Samsung also invested three million bucks in a cryptocurrency hardware startup uh, company so they basically bought them out to use their crypto hardware devices so samsung's really going all in here on this cryptocurrency stuff I i'm curious though if people at samsung really understand what those hardware wallets are doing and if they truly understand then they probably wouldn't have spent this money I mean, it's three million bucks to Samsung. It's probably a drop in the bucket, so they don't care. But all those hardware wallets are doing is storing your private keys. Again, you can't you can't take your coins out of the blockchain. Just impossible. So anyway, the hardware wallets basically storing those private keys, and that's it. So anyway, um, you know, a lot of these hardware wallets too, they have their own uh, address that you can send your crypto too and then it keeps the private keys on that hardware wallet so i guess that's good you know if you are afraid that you're going to get fished and have your private keys stolen off your computer then yeah sure a, a hardware wallet would be good for you all right some other news here this one was kind of the biggest topic over the last few days here 
Coindesk came out with this article. An unknown entity has been taking advantage of weak private keys to gather up tens of thousands of Ethereum. This is based on a study, a blockchain study, that these folks are doing. And they're basically just stealing these funds because of these weak private keys. Now, in this article, they don't really say exactly how they're doing it, but... It's definitely scary. They did say here that they were trying to discover keys that may have been generated using faulty code. So like older Ethereum wallets could have been coded really crappy. And there you go. It generates a weak private key and then they can use that to steal all your funds. So during their investigation, they found a total of 732 private keys. Whoa! And that added up to 49,000 Ethereum. Wow. That is a ton of money. Ton of money. It's a, basically a combined value of about 18 million bucks, almost 19 million bucks there. So to see this and see that there's... 732 of these private keys that they were able to uncover uh, doing some sort of private key attack or sniffing. I'm not sure what they're doing here. But essentially they're saying that these hackers are probably watching all the transactions and seeing if they have the private key to those transactions and then taking the money from it. So if you use an older Ethereum wallet and you haven't updated it, you might want to go ahead and transfer that Ethereum to another wallet that is updated and much more secure and gives you better private keys. So that one's really scary. And I did some digging around on the internet uh, just to kind of see what was out there for this. And there's tons and tons of different websites claiming that they're offering software that can basically crack any address and give you the private keys. So a lot of them are wanting, you know, 200 bucks for their so-called software. Uh, some of this stuff was actually on GitHub. So you can go out to GitHub and find some of these private key finders. So that was interesting as well. And you can do the private key finders for the Bitcoin network or Ethereum or Litecoin, whatever it is. So pretty scary stuff to know that these tools are out there uh, just floating around on GitHub. Just, hey, here you go. You can go hack some private keys. Now, hacking private keys is not for the faint of heart. That could take you years, maybe longer. Who knows, right? Because those private keys are a big, long, random string of numbers, and you, you may never get the right private key to steal those funds. Nonetheless, if you're bound and determined to, you can use all these tools on GitHub to do that. So this is one more reason why you want to protect those private keys any way that you can. Make sure that they're not using weak cryptography, weak private keys, and whatever wallets that you're using. Make sure it's all up to date. Uh, if you're unsure about it, transfer it to a newer wallet and just make absolutely sure that those private keys are stored securely. Because once you get those, you can steal all of your crypto, and that's certainly not cool. But the biggest thing for me was that these tools were just so readily available on the internet. Anyway, I'll post the article for that in the show notes as well. That was certainly a cool one. They, oh, they're saying this guy basically got away with uh, 44,744 Ethereum. 
basically $6.1 million worth. So pretty crazy there. That's lots of money for that one dude. So anyway, protect those private keys no matter what you do. So the Bitcoin prices here lately have been slowly but steadily increasing, and that's been great. Right now we're at 5,433, which is certainly better than we have been in recent months. It's been all the way up to almost 5,600. And so a lot of the analysts are saying that we're going to see a, a slight correction and then it's going to be going up even further. Obviously, it's yet to be seen, but certainly interesting to see that. Uh, some of the trends on the uh, various analysts' uh, Twitter pages, they're saying that the, the Bitcoin... Uh, graph is showing a golden cross. So essentially when you get that golden cross, that's a good thing. The price will drop down a little bit, but then it's just going to explode after that, at least according to these guys. So pretty interesting stuff there. So keep your eye on that Bitcoin. If you haven't already invested and you're interested in it, certainly a good time to get in right now while the prices are still somewhat low. Other stuff here, too, about Ethereum, they are moving to proof-of-stake here really, really soon. And that means that mining will be no more. So I'm, I'm concerned that people have all these mining rigs out there, right, with you know tons of GPUs, and they were just mining away and trying to you know get all the crypto that they can, right? So what do they do when the biggest and most profitable coin is gone? Do they just shut off their stuff and try to sell it you know what do they do with all those gpus so the guy that made off with all that ethereum by stealing those private keys i wonder if he was using maybe his old mining rig to crack private keys you know you got tons of gpus just sitting there and you could certainly try to crack some private keys and get into various things Hashcat, I believe, would do some of that private key hacking for you. So it's kind of scary to think about because so many of these miners are going to have this, this gear just sitting around once it goes to proof of stake. And it makes me wonder what they're going to do with it. And if more people hear about this weak cryptography and weak private keys and they think that they can you know, start breaking into those, they're going to use those old mining rigs and see if they can break into some crypto wallets. So I'm not sure what the answer is to help prevent some of that stuff, but uh, hopefully the good old Ethereum folks will figure out a way to update their code a little bit and make it super secure again and make sure that this kind of stuff doesn't happen. But that's my biggest concern once Ethereum goes to proof of stake. Uh, some of the rumors are that for proof of stake with Ethereum, you got to have 32 Ethereum, and then you can uh, basically run a full node, uh, Ethereum node. So pretty cool stuff. Obviously, you have to have the, the infrastructure there to run the Ethereum node, but still kind of cool there. So now's a good time to buy that Ether. If you're trying to get into that stuff, it's still pretty low. It's about 160 bucks right now for one. So overall pretty low there. All right, folks, that's all I had for today. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at CyberCryptoGuy. On Twitter, at CyberCryptoGuy. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk again soon.